0: welcome to the punk rock and beer podcast Does every, like, heavy music genre inevitably converge on gent? Like, is this the terminal endpoint for everything that involves guitars? What's up, everybody? I'm Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock NBA, and welcome back to another edition of Viewer Comments. This is where I answer your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, and ideas to shamelessly steal a phrase from Colin's Last Stand. As a reminder for anybody who's new here, I read every single comment that I get. Yes, that is a lot of work yes i probably shouldn't but i do it anyway because this is my favorite part of the whole thing today we are going to talk about mosh etiquette the misfits dropkick murphy's charlie xcx funnel cake trap metal, victory records, and more. So stick around for that. First up from Tyler Granger, how much payola is it gonna take for you to make a Dropkick Murphys video? Well, probably a lot because here's the thing, as an older white guy with an Irish sounding last name, if I make a video about Dropkick Murphys, that means that I'm going to have to listen to Dropkick Murphys, which means that I am one step closer to wearing one of those, like I'm from Boston and I listen to ska hats that I always make fun of. And you know, that is just a risk I can't take. Everybody in Boston thinks they're Irish. I, I'm, I'm there, I'm like, what are you, man? He goes, fucking Irish. I go, oh, cool. What part? Boston from bennett Lenz, why do you always talk shit about everything i enjoy vinyl video games the metal scene etc here's the thing that i've just kind of recently sort of come to terms with i have almost the exact opposite taste in music to my audience everything that i like they probably hate or think it's stupid and the stuff that they're into i don't hate or think it's stupid but i'm not personally into it and you know what i'm gonna lean into this because you just kind of have to be yourself and you know you can't be afraid of having some unpopular opinions so Get ready for a lot more unpopular opinions on this channel in the near future because I got lots of them. From Mandy Shumway, can we get an in-depth video on the history, influence, and shadiness of Victory Records? The newer generation thinks of Victory as Bayside and a day to remember, but they need Strife, Hatebreed, Earth Crisis, and all that war. The kids need to learn. She's right. The truth is that Victory was absolutely, without a doubt, the most important defining label and hardcore of the 90s. I mean, they put out all the stuff she mentioned as well as a lot of other stuff. Victory was the Key to getting hardcore to break out of the underground and make it into kind of the, I don't know if I'd say mainstream, but Ozfest kind of world and get distribution at like FYE and Best Buy and places like that. From Emmanuel Gonzalez, I know that the Misfits reunion was a big deal. Why didn't it feel like it? I'm a fan and thought people would be talking about it. It is interesting that it didn't seem like as big of a deal as, for example, the Refused reunion, even though Refused are way, way smaller than the Misfits. It seemed to me at least like that was more of like a cultural event because they weren't active for 10 or 15 years or however long it was before they came back. Also Danzig was terrible and Michael Graves' Air Misfits was terrible so I think they probably kind of burned a little bit of their capital there. From Luke No Last Name, how long have you been into hip-hop? well i'm definitely gonna date myself here but i've been into hip-hop since probably about 1987 since i was like nine years old and then when easy e and nwa came out that was a huge one for me because i think i was like 11 or so when easy does it came out and like he said fuck so many times that as an 11 year old like hearing somebody swear that many times in a song was was the coolest thing you could possibly imagine From Katrina Culligan. Okay, but what's your favorite song right now? My favorite song right now is called Metal Wings by a guy named Kenny Mason. You gotta listen to the whole thing. It's really interesting. He goes from like 21 Savage to Deftones to like Ghostmane to like Kenny Hoopla. Super interesting example of how I think people now are like genre fluid. And I can't wait, up again. Next from Von Glockenspiel, I just want to hear someone talk about Botch. I miss Botch and people need to know what they're missing out on. Well, being from the Seattle area, I saw Botch many times back in the day. I don't think I saw their very first show in Seattle. They're actually from Tacoma, not Seattle. But I saw probably pretty close to it in 94 or 95. But, you know, what is there really to say about them that hasn't been said before? I feel like along with, you know, Converge and Blood Brothers and these other kind of like culty, hipster-approved bands, people have already written a million articles about how great they are and blah, blah, blah. And from Jaden Slaughter, why don't you ever talk about Riot Girl bands? I think it's cool, but I wasn't part of it. I don't know that much about it. So it's one of these things where I don't really think I would do a good job of making this video. And whenever I say that, some people say, well, yeah, but you could do the research and blah, blah, blah. Well, sure, I could go read Wikipedia just like you can, but do you guys really want me to make videos that are just me reading Wikipedia and then summarizing it? I don't think you do. From Disgusting Goth, do you think you'll ever do an individual video on trap metal and how it's modernizing punk metal and hardcore? Yes, absolutely. I actually have this on my list of videos to do in the very near future. There's actually a lot of people doing cool, new, interesting things with trap metal. The big thing being... The addition of I guess what you would say like genty deathcorey kind of stuff that feels new to me. me Does every like heavy music genre inevitably converge on gent? Like, is this the terminal endpoint for everything that involves guitars? From Garden of Eyes, do you have any plans to stream on Twitch or YouTube? And if so, what kind of content would you stream? Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna start doing Twitch in the very near future. There's a few things I need to figure out behind the scenes before I actually start, but I do have a channel. Probably stream some games. Like I wanna stream Saints Row 3, cause I love that game. Probably do some reactions to like news and music videos and movies, stuff like that. I just wanna hang out, want it to feel like we're all just at a Denny's after a show. What the fuck up, did From Kevin O'Gorman, do you think women will usher in the next great generation of rock? No, I do not. And there is one very simple reason for that. Rock fans kind of don't really like women. I'm gonna make a whole video about this and I know this is not gonna be a popular opinion, but it's kind of just the truth. Rock fans tend to not take female artists seriously. Like anytime I mention Haley Williams, Gwen Stefani, people like that, you'll also notice that rock fans tend to dislike artists with a primarily female fan base. The unspoken, or actually kind of spoken assumption is that if young girls like your music, it's somehow invalid from stv mag what has been bothering you tell you what's bothering me is that none of the great mtv shows from like i think around 2001 to 2005 or so are available on any streaming service like maid cribs true life date my mom tail daters like on prime video if you click on it it says sorry this is not available i signed up for paramount plus just to see if maybe it was on there same deal and that is a tragedy up there with the burning of the library of Alexandria from that one guy 2426. How do you intend to improve on yourself and your content over time? I love your videos, bro. Keep it up. First of all, thank you. The challenge for me right now is just to basically keep things going without repeating myself. The question is, how do I find new topics that my audience will respond to? So, if anybody has ideas for that, I would love to hear them. Let me know in the comments. From Shiba Inu, what is your favorite Charlie XDX album mixtape and why? I like everything she's done for different reasons. She's a brilliant artist who really can kind of just do whatever she wants. But I think her most recent album, How I'm Feeling Right Now, which she put out last year, is probably my favorite one. I think that's where she kind of came into her own and like found her lane as an artist. Her old pop stuff I think is really good. But in hindsight, I think it's clear that she's actually weird. And she just like kind of wasn't letting that show until recently. And I think this album just feels a lot more authentic and honest to me. go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash ThePunkRockMBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode from sci-fi aj any advice for single dudes ideas about how to meet potential partners places or apps they might be found things you would encourage them to have together or figure out before dating etc i'm going to talk about this in heteronormative terms because that's what i know i think a lot of guys go into this from the perspective of like trying to find the perfect girl and rather than thinking about it that way i think you should look at it like who is the person that my ideal partner would want to be with and how can i become that person because like attracts like that's just the way the world works so if you're in a bad place doing unhealthy shitty things like there's nobody that's going to come along and rescue you and turn you into the person that you want to be you have to be that person first and then you will attract your counterpart so work on yourself and when you do that when you were truly happy with yourself and when you are okay being alone that is when you're going to find the right person i think you can't force it so i'm gonna have to say next from Albus band. If you could be any RPG character, who would you be and why? Love you, bro. I love you too, bro. I would be Squall from Final Fantasy VIII because he's just like the ultimate edgy 90s sad boy. And I feel like he could quickly blow up on TikTok. He just needs like a dangly earring and then use his TikTok fame to start his emo rap career, which as we all know is what I truly wish I was doing with my life. From Duck Gone Quackers, but have you watched Breaking Bad though? Of course I've seen Breaking Bad. I also just got caught up on Better Call Saul, which a lot of people were telling me is as good or better than Breaking Bad, and I don't think I agree with that. Season 5 of Better Call Saul is great, but seasons 1 through 4, a little bit slow, and I don't really know if I could justify grinding through them just to get to season 5, but season 6 is going to be amazing. From Grief Benny, how do I get away from toxic media and negative news but still stay informed about important political issues? You do not need to, like, have your finger on the pulse of the latest development in every story, in every part of the endless 24-hour news cycle that just wants to suck you in and make you outraged about everything and trust that if anything's truly important, you're gonna hear about it. From Justin Gray, do you find it frustrating that in this day and age, everyone has to use clickbait titles, negatively charged subjects and hot takes just to get engagement? Yes, I do find that frustrating. I would prefer not to play that game, but like you said, that's the way it works, especially the negativity part. You know, the series that I've done before of like, how did so-and-so get so big? The reason I stopped doing that is because the last few of those that I did, really didn't get a lot of views compared to like most hated bands or what killed the genre because people prefer to consume negatively charged content. From Wednesday Taco Tuesday, how do you find the time to do everything you do? Are you one of those wake up at 4 a.m. Jocko Willink types? I do wake up pretty early, not necessarily because I want to, but just because that's what time my brain wakes me up. Like usually wake up at five or 5.30 or something. So there is that, but it doesn't matter what time you get up. There's still the same amount of hours in the day. And I think the answer there is to make sure you don't waste time. You can get a lot done even if you only want to work eight hours a day you can get a lot done in eight hours of focused work a day get out there and live and strive to be better from mia brockmans do you think the rock community can learn something from k-pop and if so what also are you into k-pop No, I'm not really into K-pop, but I am into Korean stuff. I've been to Korea five times. We live around a lot of Korean people. I am on Team Korea. I'm just not into K-pop. As far as what rock could learn from K-pop, I think the main thing is to think about it as a business with a global perspective. Like from the beginning, K-pop has been about exporting their culture to Asia and then to the West, which they've been successfully able to do. Unlike Japan, for example, they don't really export popular culture other than like, anime and like weeaboo stuff. The downside of that I would say is that they may lose sight of the art part. Like I think K-pop for the most part is very manufactured and kind of contrived, but you can't argue with the results. I mean, the fact that Blackpink and BTS have become massive stars all over the world, there's definitely something to learn from that. From Dayo Jones, what are your favorite rappers at the moment? I'm gonna assume that you mean mainstream stuff here, and I'm actually not super into a lot of the mainstream rap right now. I feel like everybody started doing the Travis Scott thing. yep yeah, in my white Fight, for hype, please. i think it's hard to make distinctive songs in that style because it's sort of like inherently all about being kind of droney and repetitive and being more of like vibe songs than bangers which is what i'm into but that said i do think there are some pretty interesting people out right now i actually really like lil baby he's really underrated people think that he's like some dumbass mumble rapper he's not he's a smart guy and if you actually listen to his lyrics He's a good rapper. I also like older Roddy Rich. Like Die Young is one of my favorite rap songs the past few years. Also, really like Partisan Fontaine. You see him, it's a bum, it's a lame. From Growberry Cake. If you could make one of your videos into a feature-length documentary, which one would it be, please? And thank you. Well, that is easy. I would make a feature-length documentary about Rock of Love and specifically about. Bu- rock fashion i mean the best part of that show has to be brett's outfits well brett and heather a 20 minute video cannot possibly do that justice it needs a full-length documentary but on a serious note if you were to put together all my pop punk videos which i think i've done like five or so now it actually is about 90 minutes of content and kind of is a documentary of the entire history of pop punk from the beginning up until like now, which is pretty cool. From Robbie the Robinson, what advice would you have for any kid wanting to get into the music industry? My first advice would be don't do it because the music industry pays badly. The people involved uh, are generally bad at their jobs and or like shitty dysfunctional people. So I would avoid it, but I know that you're not going to listen. So assuming that you do want to get into the music industry, we need to do is two things. One, have a particular skill set. You can't just show up and say, I'll do anything. Tell me what to do. Do not do that. You have to have a particular skill. Like you have to be able to do design or marketing or production or booking shows or whatever it is like do a thing and then network because in music it is 100 percent about who you know that's more important than what you know although it is important to know something so have a skill build a network be patient and it'll happen From Jason Kelly, how much would you estimate that you have spent on merch over the years? Actually, not much because the Venn diagram of like merch I like and artists I like and stuff that is in stock is like almost nothing. And so what I have found myself doing is wearing brands like this, my friend Randall's company, Live Fit, that is like hardcore inspired. You know, he comes from like the Southern California metalcore kind of scene. So it looks like merch but it's actually in stock and it fits me and it looks cool. So I kind of go that direction. From Jordan Rochester, already seen it suggested from a few, but a video discussing mosh etiquette and crowd killing, etc., would be pretty cool to see. On that note, I have a little bit of a story about mosh etiquette. This was 1998, I think. There's a band called Harvest, which was like a kind of uptight, straight edge hardcore type band that somehow or another ended up playing this punk venue called Speak in Tongues in Cleveland, which was basically like a house that people had shows at. So there was some guy there who like took his shirt off and was moshing and acting all like tough. And my friend Mike, who I think lived there at the time, Mike Roterman, went upstairs to the kitchen, got a pot of boiling hot coffee, came down into the pit, and accidentally on purpose spilled it on the guy, like, oops splashed the guy with like boiling hot coffee instantly he got all like red because he probably got like first degree burns from the coffee and got kind of huffy but he couldn't really do anything because he instantly got surrounded by 50 people who either lived there or were friends of the people that that lived there so he just kind of had to back down and mike was just like oh sorry man so i think the lesson is read the room all right my friends that does it for this video as always thank you very much to everybody who comments i read every single one of them before i let you go i wanted to mention some of my new merch I've got this Neon Cartoon Monster shirt by Michael Shantz, straight out of 2009. I've got my best-selling Pop Punk with breakdown shirt, and the brand new Myspace Deathcore-inspired shirt by Mike Cortada, including an edgy slogan in Impact font on the back. You can get all of those at the link in the description. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you if you want to help the show there's a couple things that you can do first of all share it on social media if you share it tag us tag finn mckenty that's me and tag deanna chapman that's a producer second thing you can do if you really 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 love us and really want to support us you can support us on patreon there's a link to that in the show notes you can leave a review on apple podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this or you can do none of that and you can just sit at home thinking about how awesome this podcast is that works too Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh, yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar, and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Peck.